Hey, everybody. Really great episode of the morning show today. We talk about some of the stories in the space, including Kevin Rose and the fact that he's selling the majority of his NFTs weeks after that hack that uh, hit him pretty bad. He sold an alien crypto punk for 1.6 million bucks. So definitely a really big sale. Also, Yuga Labs has some updates regarding the trial of Jimmy the monkey and the things that are coming for sewer pass holders and others moving forward. We talk about, you know, some of the news in the market, like the rug radio profile picture collection and the performance there, and also some of the new open editions that have hit the market. So overall, it's a great show. As always, all of our content is sponsored by So Rare. If you sign up at thenifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com slash So Rare, S-O-R-A-R-E, you can play fantasy sports on the blockchain. What's better than that? Sign up at thenifty.com slash So Rare. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT Morning Show. I'm remembering to select a setting that I always forget. Nick will appreciate this. But anyway, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time, each and every week, where we discuss all things NFTs, crypto, the financial markets, the macroeconomic conditions, the entertainment industry, technology, and everything in between. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business. King Kicks, the CEO of Crypto Raiders. Watch out for what they have coming out. Kicks, what's it called again? Cyber Stadium. Cyber, I mean, geez, I want to participate in the Cyber Stadium. I don't know if I'm a good enough cyber athlete to compete. P.O., the game is for a guy like you. It's not sweaty, dude. You're not clicking a bunch of buttons eating Doritos. It's an on-chain game like Wolf Game. Just going to make a couple actions per week. Your guy's going to slap when you say to him and never let him live it down. Well, it sounded like at the end you, you actually entered the cyber stadium where reception doesn't exist, but we appreciate the summary. Easy Eats Bodega, the host of GMGM Market Talk and the founder of Bodago, soon to hit a blockchain near you. Signal, the host of Artist Spotlight, looks like we're having some technical issues getting her on stage on the Twitter show, uh, but really excited to watch Artist Spotlight grow and Signal to grow as a content creator. And then we have Bunny. Bunny, it says that you're a niche micro celebrity on NFT Twitter. That's my full-time job, Pia. Well, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad as well. Okay. Yeah, man of many hats. Jack of all trades, dude. Nick, do you think that Bunny qualifies as a niche micro celebrity? Well, I never heard of him. <laughs> what do you mean? You've never heard of him? I I don't know. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, Nick. Um, I'm I'm busy looking at directions on this medication that I'm taking. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm feeling feeling quite ill today. Uh, I took a COVID test, but I didn't do the test properly. So either I'm deaf, it showed up negative. So I'm just going to take that at a face value um, and uh, hope that this this, uh, uh, expired medication that I'm taking right now does the job. Yeah, that sounds like a really healthy approach. Why wouldn't you take it at face value? Do you think the test is lying to you? Or like trying to trick you? No, no, no. Like, I, I didn't take it properly, but I was too lazy. I was like, I'm oh. not going to waste another one of these things on, on it. I'll just accept the fact that uh, uh, it doesn't ma- matter either way. Uh, in this economy, that's the right place. 
<laughs> uh, well, you got to love it, Nick. I think you're going to be all right, buddy. Don't worry too much. I want to see. Easy, how you doing this morning? We are living well. Things are good. I can't complain. Oh, I could complain. Everyone can complain. I mean, we paper-handed some Krakens last night, yesterday, shortly after we bought them. So great traders making great trades per usual. Um, I spent some time learning about ordinals, trying to figure out this Bitcoin thing. You know, like I would like to sell an ordinal punk for $1.5 million. Um, but hey, it's, it's a good day to have a good day, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Our, our buddy uh, ZK Shark was DMing me about ordinals. He told me to spend a day on it. I promptly responded and said, if you think I have a day to spend to learn the ins and outs of Bitcoin NFTs right now, then you're out of your mind. Uh, but it was great to sync with ZK a little bit and talk about uh, ordinals and what's going on. Uh, Signal, how are you doing this morning? Good man, good man. I was uh, pretty. I was, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the news about the Louis Vuitton NFTs that were going to be dropping, mm -hmm. and I was like, <sighs> it just, just like literally. Like, and I really like that artist as well. Um, and actually, what it makes me want to do is go to the Louis Vuitton shop and actually check out the IRL uh, physical display. But I'm more bullish on the IRL than I am on the NFTs. But hey. Well, you could buy a digital picture by Louis Vuitton that nothing's ever going to happen to ever. Or you could go buy something in the store that people actually want. So I think it's a pretty easy decision between the two of those things. Uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dive into the show in just a bit. Today's daily question, I have posted it. I'm going to pin it to the top now. How did you first hear about crypto. I heard about it right after I moved to Los Angeles in 2014 because a friend of mine's roommate was mining Bitcoin. And he was talking all about mining Bitcoin in 2014. I didn't understand it, didn't understand anything that was going on, but that was how I found out about it. Nick, how did you find out about it? Well, I found out about it uh, in 2009, P.O., the year that it launched, actually, uh, because my roommate was in pickup artist forums uh, where they were, they uh, discussed two things: uh, their inability to get women, and uh, because they were busy playing World of Warcraft all day long. And Bitcoin turned out to be something that uh, he was interested in. He he came over and shared that with me, um, and uh, I tried to install this software for getting Bitcoin in a wallet on my computer. And I was just like, "This is dumb. This is never going anywhere." And when did you first buy Bitcoin, Nick? 2013, I bought one Bitcoin for $100. Um, I then sold it for like 120 or something like that. Like a genius. I, I also bought that year uh, 3,000 Ethereum at $9 each and then uh, sold it at 11 because I, I, I like swing trading, as you're, as you're aware. Um, Monster so trades was, right there, man. Monster trades. Those were two big trades, big wins. So, that, yeah, that's how I, I, I actually, in the Ethereum, I found out uh, from a guy I worked at a, a, a coffee shop I would work from in San Francisco and the, at a place called Workshop Cafe. And the guy next to me uh, one day, he had like trading charts up. And I was like, what are you trading? And he was like, this thing, Ethereum. And I was like, well, what's Ethereum? And he told me it was a development platform on blockchain. And uh, 
I, I was like, okay, now this is something. And I was like, this makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, my like other a typical friend on, ETH the, guy. on the other side of me bought $10,000 worth of ETH and then didn't work for a few years because he, uh, he had made so much. He'd also bought Bitcoin um, at $100. So he made a lot more money because he didn't sell. Uh, I sold. That's how it works, buddy. Uh, well, look, we've got some great responses already. Uh, Lurk loves you. Very talented artist, friend of the show, said that his wife was researching investment into crypto. She mentioned NFTs. He had no idea. He then said his pal Pop Wonder, very notable artist uh, that has put out NFTs, onboarded him. So it sounds like that was a relatively recent onboarding. Uh, Spyro said, lots of fun on Silk Road. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Silk Road was the online dark web marketplace where you could buy drugs and guns. Uh, And basically, Spyro said, good times, essentially faded generational wealth for mind-altering substances. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Kix, when did you first hear about crypto? Um, It was when I was in SEO. There was this... uh, uh like, like SEO online forum called Wicked Fire, where people were like, you know, mm. talking about how to rank your website higher and, you know, Google and stuff like that. And there was this one guy named Luke P, and he was a little bit of a wild card. And he was like super, writing threads super bullish on uh, Bitcoin. And I thought it was uh, just, you know, pretty, pretty dumb stuff. <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested. Um, and then, uh, sure enough, the next time I came across it was in 2017 when it was pumping to the moon. And I said, hey, I could buy a Bitcoin for $4,000 or I could spend that $4,000 longing GoPro with call <laughs> options, uh, which went down 99%. Uh, and I chose that option. I mean, that's a fantastic choice. It happens to the best of us. Degenerate, uh, that's at AOKNFT, said in 2011, his dad asked him if he knew about Bitcoin. He didn't. We learned. And now he's trying to build something in Web3 to honor his dad. That's awesome, Degenerate. Love to hear it. Nick, go ahead. Papa Joe had a teacher show us a video in a history class about Bitcoin. And I'm like, what? A history teacher was showing you a video about Bitcoin? That guy's Bitcoin? a badass. That guy's a libertarian. Time, at the time, Bitcoin was sub $200. Um, so that was the situation there. How, why, maybe he wasn't a libertarian. Maybe he was just an innovative uh, liberal, P.O. And he liked to wear masks indoors, okay? Maybe that was something that he enjoyed doing. Uh, He had a slight conservative bent when it came to fiscal policy, but maybe that's where he was at, okay? So, like, why are you going to typecast this guy? I don't even know if what I just said is accurate. I'm just thinking that, like, maybe that's how he was. Luke.mbt.eth says, uh, I heard it was a surefire way to lose all my money, so ignored. Then along came NFTs, and I lost all my money. Um... Okay, that wasn't really much of a story there. Uh, uh, did you say, did you reference the Bakes? You just mentioned the Bakes Cakes guy. No, uh, I didn't reference uh, Bakes oh, Cakes. He He's By becoming way, a friend not, of the show. Bakes Cakes. He, t- he emailed me to clarify it's Bakes Cakes, but spelled B A Y C S. Sorry, sir. Okay, geez. Uh, he had lots of fun on Silk Road, good times, essentially faded general wealth for mind altering substances. I've, I was sketched out about that. I was, you know, considering do or do I not buy a pound of weed off of Silk Road? <laughs> and I opted not to. In hindsight, I feel like that was a good good uh, decision because you, I could have gone to jail for that sort of behavior. 
You probably could have, buddy. Uh, just a couple more responses before we dive into the weather report and really just dive into the show in general. A talented artist and friend of the show, Camila Noguera, said, uh, and actually, there she is, that she learned about crypto after she started researching about NFTs and crypto art. At first, she was scrolling on Super Rare, seeing amazing art, but didn't have any clue what the three dashes, in other words, the ETH symbol was. She was so naive. I mean, that sounds relatively recent, Camila, but uh, really glad that you got onboarded. Also, Jack Griffin said a friend of his told him about XRP in 2017, round-tripped it from $0.20 cents to over $3 and back down like a champ. By the way, Nick, we also just lost you on the Twitter show, so we have to bring you back there. Um, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got to dive into the show. Uh, we're going to get to the weather report right now. Just before we do, this show is brought to you by SoRare, our sponsor. If you like fantasy sports and NFTs, so in other words, blockchain-based fantasy sports where you actually own the cards that represent the players that are on your team, SoRare is the platform for you. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare, T H E N I F T Y dot com slash S O R A R E. It's actually pretty timely because there was just uh, the biggest sale in the history of so rare this week. It was on a Giannis Antetokounmpo card, the Greek freak, as he goes by, for almost $200,000 for a single card. So, whoever, whoever won that card, whoever got that card in a pack on so rare is pretty damn pumped up because they just turned around and sold it for a down payment on a house in the suburbs of New York City. So that's pretty good. Uh, or New York State, I should say. Um, it's on Starkware, which is layer two Ethereum for all you Ethereum maxis out there. And in January, there was $25 million of sales volume, already over $6 million of volume in February, led by that $190,000 Giannis Antetokounmpo sale. So we're off to a great start. How did you say that name correctly? Because I, I'm a bastard basketball fan buddy I mean that that was uh that was skilled you just dropped a Greek, a long greek name like that I think greek people around the world just united together in support of pia I mean that's not a surprise I'm a friend of the greeks I like octopus I like mediterranean salads it's uh it's no big deal for me to rock with greek people yeah, I mean, when I meet Greek people, the first thing that we discuss is, oh, you like Mediterranean salad. You totally get us. Tzatziki. That's usually, that's usually what they say. You know, pita bread, feta, all that stuff. Euros. Sure, absolutely. Fantastic. The the euros with the French fries in them. That's how the real Greeks do it. Right, Sig? Oh, yeah. I, I love it with the French fries in there. I remember I also uh, enjoyed being in uh, – Crete and my buddy getting punched in the eye uh, <laughs> after going out to the club, uh, but we got we we got some good uh, euros out of it. But that was still entertaining nonetheless. There was usually what happens. Let me just give you the play by play here before Signal gets started. People, I, I'm I'm uh, many people are surprised that I'm not six foot five because they see me on here and they usually think, "Wow, that guy looks like he's six foot five. And then they meet me in person and they're like. They, they say uh, demeaning things to me. Wow, you're <laughs> a lot shorter than I thought. I'm five nine. Okay, like that's uh, that's like an average height. Maybe in America now, it's slightly un, uh, below average. Thought you, I thought you were shorter. You were taller when I met you. Okay, well there we go. So, uh, so, anyways, so what happens is they'll sick the 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 small, uh, uh, highly energetic guy on it 
on you and uh, you won't see their buddies around the corner. So they sent that guy over and he started talking shit with me. My buddy was like, yo, why are you talking shit with my buddy? Uh, the one guy pushed, my buddy pushed back and I'm like, no, 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 no. Cause I roll around in the corner. I see three, six foot five dudes just like, uh, uh, from, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I felt like they were from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, man, the Dutch people, complete douchebags oftentimes uh, when they're out drinking. I'm just saying, if you're in Europe, that's just what goes down. They're like peeing on shit. They'll go punch people in the face. That's just like uh, the way that the Dutch roll. So he, one of those guys came over, kabam, right in my friend's eye. And uh, I went over to the, I was like, there's no way I can take on these three dudes. So I went over to the Euro place where we were just dining and it was a tasty Euro. So from a violent altercation with a group of uh, grown men attackers, you just ended up with Euros. It's going active, and I say, hey, can you call the police over? Because these guys are getting out of control here. And uh, they were like, ah, good luck. Well, it's, I mean, first of all, it sounds like this vacation is a scene out of a Jean-Claude Van Damme film. Uh, said, and for yourself. So I ran back in. I ripped the head off uh, okay. of one of the six-foot-five guys. Okay. He's completely collapsed on the ground. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, afterwards, we were having a conversation. My friend and I, who had a black eye, he uh, said, you literally killed a dude there, and I'm saying, uh, my apologies for the violence, but he punched you in the eye. So Rick, mo- you're going to need to lay low for a while. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like Anchorman when uh, Brink pulls up with a grenade. Yeah, the trident. Uh, as much as I would like to hear more about Nick's participation in blood sport, uh, why don't we just move on to the weather report? I believe it's Kix's day today. Am I correct? Thanks, Pio. It is. You ready for me to kick it off? Let's rock. Today is the 7th, February 2023, open sea volume still coming in nice and healthy at $14.7 million. Looking over at the leaders, we have apes on a nice little run here up to 77.8. That's probably why uh, Mr. Nick has a little pep in his step today. Mutants, 15.2. Punks, the stable coins, sitting steady at 64E. The other leaders, we have Azuki at 15, Moonbird, 7.2. Ouchie. Doodle 6.3, Pudgies looking good, Clonex fighting to stay above 5 at 5.1. Over the past 24 hours, some breaking news. Sewer Pass is leading yesterday's volume after Board Ape Yacht Club tweeted an event timeline for the trial of Jimmy the Monkey. In three days, we have score validation. I just started running mine yesterday. Then February 15th is the summoning following by obviously licking the toad at the end of the month. And then the mechs reveal at the start of March. Sewer passes hit three ETH yesterday, pulled back to 2.6 ETH this morning. They're ranging all over the place. Proof pass assets were on fire sale after Kevin Rose confirmed in a town hall that Proof Collective ends in 2025. Some people thought, I guess, it would go on forever. After 2025, there's no promises of anything else to come. Passes which were trading around 26 ETH dumped to as low as 15 ETH on Blur. Prices were covered and are now back up to 21 ETH. So nice buy-the-dip opportunity there. Kevin Rose set a descending auction for his alien punk. The bots loaded up with ETH ready to snipe, and the punk sold for $1.4 million. He bought that two years ago for 18 k Sounds like Kevin Rose knows how to trade some NFTs. Lastly, Canpie Pandas have teamed up 
with MMA fighter John Bones Jones. The fighter will wear Kanpai apparel during the UFC appearances and during social media content. This news put the collection back over to ETH. Quick look over at crypto. We have Bitcoin 23K, ETH 1600. Solana 23 bucks, 85.7. Nothing too crazy going on over there if it stays pretty stable. NFTs are going to keep doing good. Back to you in the studio. Yo, that uh, punk sale is not a good number. How did that How did that resolve at that price? Was that like an accident? Well, we should talk about it. I'm going to dish yeah, out. It was a descending auction. Uh, and I think he was just quite keen to get, to get it off his books. Uh, hence why it went for that price because it, it is a bit below what the current punk, the current alien punk was. Uh, sorry, zombie, zombie punk floor is uh, currently listed. Uh, zombie, not an alien. Okay, well, we're, we're going to talk all about this stuff. Uh, some updates from the the newsletter, which you can subscribe to at the nifty.com, T H E N I F T Y.com. Subscribe today to the newsletter. It goes out seven days a week, five days with curated stories like today. So, Yuga Labs has, as Kix mentioned, teased the next series of upcoming events in the trial of Jimmy the Monkey. As the title of the show says, Louis Vuitton and world renowned artist, I'm going to butcher this name. Name, Yayoi Kusama will release their first NFT collaboration, a 10K collection. The estimated price was going to be four ETH. Somebody DM'd me and said that that is not true. Guess what? Nobody cares anyway. Doesn't matter what the price is, nobody cares. Um, Tessera co founder Andy announced a new platform called Esker XYZ, which will be a curated marketplace for fine art editions. That's a tough business to be in. It's tough to attract liquidity to uh, marketplaces. We will have to see what plays out there. Yuga Labs dropped a lawsuit against a developer over his alleged role in conceptual artist Ryder Rips lookalike NFT collection uh, that the company claimed infringed its trademark. So interesting uh, little plot twist there, or plot development, I should say. Um, Reddit has announced that they teamed up with the NFL for a free collectible series, which is available to claim. Gotta wonder if the NFL is going to get deeper into NFTs. We already talked about Kevin Rose's sale. We should dive into it. Also, interesting to see all uh, MMA fighters on the podcast I listened to. All of a sudden, all the different MMA fighters are like, check out my NFT. NFT drop, check out my NFT drop. So interesting to hear that Bones Jones is partnering with Can't Buy Pandas. Got to wonder how much he got paid. Anyway, diving into the stories, Nifty Nick, please lead the way. We can't wait to hear from you. Well, a, a couple of things. First, that Yuga Labs statement is not accurate. They didn't drop a lawsuit. They settled the lawsuit. So there's a settlement between the two. Uh, so that's a, that's an important distinction. Um, the, the settlement... Uh, essentially bans that developer from getting involved in any project that may copy Basie NFTs or bring similar confusion using copyright and trademark inf infringement. Uh, Lehman was also barred from using any social media accounts with profiles linked to Rider Rips Basie. Um, and uh, it sounds like, I don't know if there was any like damages or anything else like that that was um, uh, paid, but... I mean, at this point, it sounds like that, like messing with the developer just isn't a isn't a big thing. So, uh, fortunately, that guy uh, sounds like he had to say the settlement they came to was "I'm sorry," and uh, probably paid his lawyers a, a tiny sum uh, for the fees incurred during a multi-week 
uh, lawsuit. I guess he ran out of money after a couple weeks. Um, so don't mess with these guys. That, that's my conclusion versus them giving up. I, I don't think that that's um, the conclusion I'd, I'd take from it. The, uh, the separate thing I want to go back to real quick is this Kevin Rose uh, punk. So that's like, uh, that's like a pretty big drop because we saw, for example, a uh, alien punk go for 23, almost $24 million. The silly tuna sale, correct? Back in February of last year. Um, no, uh, I don't think his was. Oh, wait, is that the one that it was? I, I thought I thought so. That's why I said it. May, may, maybe that maybe that's who it was. There the there was a twenty three million dollars. What's that? I, I mean, who buy? You got to be like a billionaire. No, that was Deepak. Mm. And what was that? Silly tunas, or was silly tunas a different one? There was another one for no, seven silly, point. Silly tuna was the ten million dollar uh, alien that sold the bees, and uh, and Deepak bought the one uh, for twenty three seven. From from who? Um. I mean, the person used to have Himself. three aliens. You know, it's said to be uh, it's said to be Scott, but not confirmed. But you know, got it. Know. But it is okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. All right, so congrats to Scott. But uh, yeah, I mean, this seems like an L because the uh, the apes are frequently priced at this much, um, and the zombies. Or wait, sorry, I keep confusing whether it's a zombie or an alien. Zombie, it's a <laughs> okay. zombie. Uh, but the zombies are still more rare than the uh, apes, right? Or the apes more rare? I don't know the sequence. Whatever. Zombie the and alien are rarer than apes, I believe. Uh, okay. So no. You- so there's there's 24 apes. So aliens the rarest. Then there's uh, like what eight? I think uh, there's 24 apes and the 88 zombies. Oh, okay. But oh. zombies at the top in the bull market were getting 10 million dollar bids, um, and that's what they were going for around there. So they've only gone around the thousand twelve hundred ether range uh especially in the bull they were selling so that's like a that's a solid buy but the, that zombie that sold was kevin roses so i'm assuming he's just trying to get some 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 east back from from the from the loss a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. at the same time there was another zombie racing him down so i feel like he had no choice because there was someone else that was selling a um shades uh covet zombie uh and racing him down to like 900 ish ETH, but that one, yeah, it's totally stolen, Nick. Like ter- in terms of like value, because zombies are obviously known for their red eyes, and you see that, and it's got the beanie and everything. Like that's a perfect fucking punk right there. Uh, a perfect punk sold for one point four million. I mean, to be clear, I guess it's not like it's it's not cheap. I can't look. I can't just go buy it for cash right now. I'm gonna be honest with yeah. with with my uh, friends, also- family, and audience. He also 70x 20 grand. So, you know, uh, like in terms of kind of slaying a trade, you know. Sounds like a paper hand to me. Okay. (laughs) Um, Regardless, yeah, that was a good trade. All right, we can dive into some of the other stories. That one to me, I was trying to get my bearings straight with this one. Sounds like it's about fair market value. So it's not like that ridiculous and an ape would be worth more. And so G-Money still uh, doing okay with his uh, eight purchase, not looking too shabby. Uh, the other, I, I'm trying to pick which, uh, the, the well, one other thing real quick. I think this, uh, the art marketplace, it's Escher. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That's a, a tough one to do. Tough business. Louis Vuitton, big story. So, so I don't, 
So Go I think ahead. this might be actually a fake. Not, not I don't. I don't call it a fake story, but I think uh, this might not be true. I've just been seeing on Twitter that they that they shelved it apparently. And there's uh, a lawyer called Jake Jacob Martin. I believe he was on the board yeah, of council last year, um, and he says in a tweet that he spoke with a Louis Vuitton digital team and that they don't know anything about it. And th- and then the link that I used for that story because I saw it on NFT no evening no longer works. So I think that potentially could be a pulled story. Let's take a brief moment to shame that publication real quick. NFT evening. We saw we saw you publish this this inaccurate uh, publication. Maybe next time update it and don't hide from the mistakes that you've made. You know, own up to them. Stand up and own probably, up. I think it's probably accurate and they just like messed up on the uh, news embargo. Mm, uh, that could be the case as well. Jake, they jumped the lawyer. The gun a little bit. An intern over there hit the go button. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, the lawyer, calling in. So it sounds like this was fake. A lot of people are pissed off. Apparently, Yoyoy, I, I don't know. The the whole situation there was uh, there was a lot of criticism. I don't know anything about this artist. Uh, some people said she had uh, mental health issues and she's no longer like in a position to be able to even like do these sorts of things. Someone else in our Discord said that she's like openly racist. I don't know what the situation is. Uh, I don't know anything about the artist, so I can't even comment on whether or not that's a perspective. But it did start. She's controversial. I'll just say she that. Looks like the lady from Incredibles that makes the suits. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Well, uh, she does look dope. Uh, She's got other, a good look. So all right, well Louis Vuitton skating by and uh, no longer. Uh, negative, anti, uh, I don't even know the words that I'm looking for here. I'm stumbling over the words. They're no longer evil. Uh, Yuga Labs, that story, I don't know what the play, well, well, let's first go around. What is everybody's score and are you happy with it? My score, I'll start with mine, is about 98,000. I didn't breach the 100,000 mark and I'm not happy with it. All right, let's go on to the next person. Signal. So yesterday was my first day playing. <laughs> I, I, yesterday I tweeted, I am so grateful that Yuga Labs allowed that you basically just had to get one point, anything above zero, and you're good to go because I am so bad. I like people tell me to stay near the walls, but then I bounce off Christmas trees. The fans get me every time. And I'm one of those players that physically ducks when I'm playing. So if I see like a mm. pole, I'll duck. But then my wrist isn't actually doing the movement of like making the character go down. I, I mean, it's 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 atrocious. Um, so I think my score yesterday, uh, I want to say I got to like eighteen thousand, and I think I was so bad that the program learnt I was really bad. And at one point, I just had an empty stretch, and then <laughs> and in, that went on for about I don't know, maybe like thirty meters into the tunnel, and then it presented me with like a, you know a car to dodge. And that's how I got to basically 18,000. So, yeah, if you, if you need a pass with a low score, you know where to come. So uh, I like that score story. Are you One, still on the trackpad, buddy? Nope. I got a, I got a gaming mouse. Uh, oh, and a uh, solid razor. Looks like a razor to me. It's G. I don't know. I pay G. Logitech. Logitech G something. Um, that's a good one. Do you have, the, a, do you have a, uh, like a mouse pad, a good quality mouse pad? No, I don't. Do I need like, a mouse pad? A car with no, no wheels. <laughs> is, it, is that really the situation? 
Yeah, are you on like a wooden table? Like, yeah, so it's a laser. You won't get, thing. Yeah, you won't get proper uh, traction, my friend. I'm yeah, sitting here with 139k, Nick. Step your game up. Well, okay, so this was a tragic mistake, but let me just real quick, uh, and I'm curious from Easy now that you're at 139k. How did the window size factor into your gameplay? Because I very quickly realized that, like, so my issue is my mouse. It does. It, it doesn't give enough. I have. The, I bought this very high priced uh, mouse for thirty five dollars or whatever I paid. And um, and then the uh, situation I ran into is when I move it, it doesn't make it. Uh, I'm trying to make it as sensitive as possible. And it can't get any more sensitive. So it sounds like the, the mistake that I made here was not having a proper mouse pad. Um, is there something that I can substitute in the interim to make this feasible? A Domino's pizza box will also work. Really? Just take the take, dude. Basically, any piece of cardboard will work. You just need something that's not wood. Okay, so not wood. I'm gonna I'm gonna rectify this situation. Put some uh, put some cardboard on there and fix it. But. Can you just answer real quick, because you did decently on this. Did the window size play into your gameplay? Uh, I, don't, I just go full screen on a nice 32-inch monitor, and that's about it. You know, like nothing too crazy. Um, I do increase the mouse speed. That's crucial for mm -hmm. it, for sure. Um, and then to six point, also just like riding the walls within the tunnel. Um and don't like one of the tricks too is like early on boost into the items. So like when you see a Christmas tree or a car boost through it because it gives you 400 points, whereas the white artifacts only give you 300. So there's even more value to boost into items. Really? Versus, yeah. So when you get those like white items, artifacts, it only gives you 300. Boosting into things gives you 400. And then there's other ones that give you like 1,000, 1,500, 2K. So like honestly, the, and, like the white artifacts are less valuable than just crushing through the cars and the cows. Okay, well then, uh, that's helpful. Oh wait, so you can actually boost through those cars? Yeah, you can boost through oh, the cars. Oh man, that, okay. You can well, boost through the toilets, like any item except for cardboard boxes. We, you can boost through. We know what I'm doing with the rest of the day, people. Uh, over here. Signal. What? What's, <laughs> Easy. I I kept dying when I was going. You, you know the round. Um, it's the like wheels. a big round, yeah, the yeah fans. but and no, no, not the fans. It's all wood like this, right? It's yeah, you just, have to boost through those. Oh, you boost through. Okay, because I kept yeah, dying wooden, on that. The wooden bars you have to boost. Yeah, you have through. to. Boost That's like the only thing the boost is actually for. But because it doesn't speed up till you get to like a certain time played and score, there's like a secret to try to boost through a bunch of stuff early on to ramp your score up slightly. Micah DeFi says, we're getting a lot of great tips here. If you boost through those items, it automatically yep. recharges your boost. This is so like early on, you can boost through a bunch of stuff, get up to like 10, 15, 20 K and then start actually focusing and being more strategic. This is the alpha that I was looking for people. This is the type of thing that I came here for and easy delivered kicks. What are you playing and what's your score? Um, I got uh, two passes to your ones. Um, I'm a toaster oven of a laptop. So I delegated him to Wappy. He got me 70,000 real quick yesterday. So both of them are at 70,000. Sig, you know, you want to hit up Wappy, just be like, you know, hey, Wappy, bored? Want to play some runs for me? But my brother is a, like, insanely good Call of Duty first-person shooter player. So I'm going to do a little bribery. Maybe I bought him a cappuccino and a croissant. And I'm going to say, hey, buddy, uh, what you doing for the next two hours? I need a score in the six-figure category. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to like worry about like 
oh, I got to be top 5,000 or, you know, all this stuff. Like, I'm just going to throw up a good score, maybe get like a 200, 250K, put some ranch on that, call it a meal, and sell it for 3.5 ETH in a couple weeks. Throw some ranch dressing on that bad boy. You know what I, well, you know what he's saying. Um, in terms of uh, middle score, I wonder what mine will be worth. And maybe with uh, these tips, I can actually get up uh, to over 100,000. Uh, uh, Tenacious.eth is selling his services for you to, to guarantee that you get over 200,000. That's a big uh, guarantee right there, huh? I, I don't know how much he's charging. He doesn't reply to my reply tweets. Instead, I guess I need to DM him in order for him to reveal any of this information. Tenacious. Yo, reply, bro. Uh, but I don't even know that he's uh, he's not even listening today because he's so busy playing. Um, and you got to get the right music on when you're playing that game. You can't listen to the actual game in-game music because it, no, it's, it's going to... too slow BPM. You need high BPM techno. Yeah. Um, dark techno can get you a high score. Uh, well... Okay, dark techno can get you a high score. Thank you for that. Uh, but what I do know is the a pre-existing one gives you a panic attack if you keep listening to it for longer than five minutes uh, because it sounds like some 80s. Uh, Nick, eight, yeah. maybe you should hop on YouTube later and just take like a high-dose caffeine pill and just live stream you playing through this. Uh, I well, like that idea. Maybe the caffeine will help my uh, sickness that I'm experiencing right now. Well, if Nick dr accidentally drinks a coffee that's not a decaf, like if he just drinks a coffee, you know what I mean? It's basically the equivalent of like me, Nick, or uh, me, Kicks, or, or Easy, like submerged our head into a, like, a, like a whiskey barrel filled with cocaine. So it's uh you know it's a big deal when when he consumes any sort of uh, caffeine. Um, I'm also glad to know I'm the only grown person here that's not playing video games. Uh, that's good. I know Easy's uh, very eagerly anticipating the Harry Potter game that's coming out. Apparently, it's a big deal. I'm seeing people talk about this game. Everyone's obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm sure it's going to be really fun, ladies and gentlemen. But we're busy trying to you know do something here. Uh, Oh, I was going to say, Nick, me and Easy got waxed on a trade yesterday that we look like idiots for because it's 2 x um, And I've just been accumulating rug rug PFPs, Farouk's PFPs, because I feel like the volume's ultra consistent and they're cheap AF. But I, yeah, maybe we can talk about a little bit of active trading, uh, if, if that's okay with you, Nick. I got a little play here, too, that's still relatively cheap. Let's but, go. Uh, it's a Franelation Alpha. He was watching our stream, Killer Bears. So Seth Green, we all know that he got fished out of his ape. That whole situation happened. Was not able to launch a show with it. However, he's going to be launching something with Killer Bears. Is what's being shared in some internal groups. And Killer Bears did an open edition. They minted a total of, and this actually closed, but it's still relatively cheap. They minted 49,000 of them for 0.02. The floor is currently 0.032. They speculated that there's a burn, and it seems like it's going to be some form of choose-your-own-adventure game that plays into it. They said the choice is yours. I'm looking at them. I only minted three. I wish I minted ten because it was a ten-per-wallet cap. Real cheap play, but Killer Bears has this like crazy good production value. Their website has a great video on it. I'm a huge fan of that, and if they can actually do something like this where it's like a choose-your-own-adventure storyline with quality content, I'm interested in that. 
So I'm, I'm excited about that. It's real cheap right now, like I said. So I'm still holding my three. What did, what? I actually, I, but I minted four, so I'm doing better than easy. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the open edition collection? It's called Mimo Angelus Presents the Killa Chronicles. It's number three on trending on OpenSea right now. It's done about 94 ETH in volume the last 24 hours. And uh, what, what did you pay for it? 0.02 so it's not much i'm buying it i'm buying it let's yeah. go so i want to wait till the burn mechanic actually mm. kicks off here i'm buying it i don't mind sitting on these for an extended period of time fran elations like i said bought like 10 of them he was in my stream talking about it and we immediately said we're not fading fran so it's also good something. there's only fifty thousand of them easy so it's a nice tight supply yeah exactly yeah, and and uh, it was a very quick way for this project to generate another 1.7 million dollars <laughs> with just the promise of future game dynamics What's what does up? that even they've mean? Already, they've already shown they've never the their NFTs were given out for free. The the killer bears and bits were, have all been free. Okay, this is well their they, first official raise for any capital. They have secondary market transaction though, and also were the killer bears Justin Bieber's thing? No, no. that was the in between. No, the in betweeners. Yeah, yeah. killer bears have gone as high I think as seven ETH though. So there's a and they sell shame the hell out of you. If you sell a kill a bear, they DM you, they cuss you out, they find where your parents live. That's terrible. Nick, buy, Nick, buy one and just sell it. Like just floor it. <laughs> like just just uh, with them. You know what I mean? Actually, how about I just take a screenshot of someone's kill a bear, say just bought this. Just kidding. <laughs> this project's trash. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Nick's like, he's so pleased with himself after that one. He's like, <laughs> like, you know, talk about innovative, uh, uh, social media there. engagement. <laughs> um, well, easy. Okay. So, I mean, that's a, look, that's a ERC 1155 that has 50,000 supply. I kind of am not that excited about that. Want another play? Yes. Yes, I, I do. Got some more alpha. Let's go. So you remember wag die? Yeah. So there's a collection, and I will say I hold like seven of these, but it, I'm already underwater on them at the moment. I bought in at 0.06. It's called Dark Flex. They drop. So this PFP is by a prominent artist in the space. Dropped to ten, uh, not even 10k, 6,666, and ton of speculation on who the artist was. It traded all the way down to 0.01. Artist announced who they were. Flew to 0.1. Currently sitting at 0.05. Tomorrow they have a redemption, so it's burned two to get a potential legendary. Deflationary supply play going into this. They had a very good medium article, teased the art. Timeline was buzzing with these yesterday. Moved up to 0.08, obviously pulled back now. So this is another play I'm holding for this burn tomorrow. Seems like right now we're in this burn meta, regardless if it's open edition or PFPs. So this is the other one that I'm playing is Dark Flex and then the Killer Bears situation. All right, so Killer Bears volume has spiked since we started talking about it, but there was already pretty significant volume. Look, how many how many Opepins and how many merge were there? What were the supplies on those? Opepin is fifteen thousand. Uh, merge. merge is thirty thousand. So merge moved in a big way with thirty thousand supply. All right, screw it. Let's yeah, go. As much as the greatest president of all time. The, the the supply doesn't matter. The float is what matters, basically. Yeah. How, how much many? Is worth it? How many are listed is the real question that you're looking at. Yeah, my and big concern here too is whichever one of these actually does a burn first is going to see the most volatile price action. Merge has no actual value add to it. They've never once mentioned that there's going to be a burn. It's purely trading off speculation of checks. Checks burn hasn't even gone live yet and is already over two ETH. So this is like the big thing here is like I continue to look at these plays and whichever one actually launches a burn mechanic 
to lower the supply to Nick's point that float decreases. So right there, you already have actual mechanics that lower supply into demand zones and cause price action to move higher. So that's like the big thing is like, which one of these projects with everything in the market doing a burn right now actually burns something? Merge, I just trade it whenever you see checks start flying because that's what I'm most interested in. Is like as checks start cruising, it has this trickle down effect. It goes OPEP in, merge, and then the math checks out, which is weird because the math checks out is only a 3K supply. So it has like way more volatile swings, but that's like the lower end of the totem pole. And we got Fran on stage. I always want to share the mic with Fran. I see your PFP is repping your doodles, flip-flops. Fran, what's going on, amigo? Yeah, what's good? Thanks for having me on. Uh, literally just woke up and, and heard you guys talking about the, the Killer Bears thing. Uh, I did mint three. Uh, I was on uh, uh, Easy's stream when that happened. I actually... Uh, text at UPO with the link and uh, DM to UPO and Nick as well to let you guys know when it was minting. But uh, oops, yeah, uh, definitely uh, keep Thank an you. eye on that. Yeah, uh, definitely keep an eye on that. But uh, the thing that's really exciting me right now is actually the um, board apes update from yesterday with the the timeline, and most specifically the part about Evo two. Uh, looking at it, it has kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics uh, almost looking vibes. So, um, you know, one of the next games coming up looks like it's going to be a lot more strategy, a, a lot more like, I guess, nerdy, in-depth, like stats and stuff like this. So uh, definitely a completely different type of gameplay from uh, Dookie Dash. So it's cool to see, uh, you know, completely different games throughout the minting process rather than, you know, more of the same. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. But I guess that's not till May. Um, Fran, do you think we get a full year of Yuga announcements here? Because like the way I was looking at the chart yesterday when they had the rollout was December they started Trial of Jimmy. We're now approaching what's going to be end of Q1 for this next phase. If they do timeline-wise, we're going to be looking EV01 basically going to August if it's the same like length of time. And then EV03 is going to push us right back to December. So basically a full year for this to pan out. Yeah, potentially. You know, uh, early on, um, w when we first heard about this, and I was kind of speculating, I was hoping it'd be like, uh, you know, uh, Evo one, Evo two, Evo three, like each month, and that's clearly not the case. So it might be a whole year uh, long thing. Um, there's definitely you know story stuff along the way, plus reveals and stuff. So yeah, they're spacing it out, and I think it's going to be a, a fun reveal either way. So um, definitely uh, pretty hyped on the mechs, and, and I think people uh, are going to be kind of surprised. I kind of speculated as well that. Uh, there has to be a lot more traits than the previous collection because, you know, um, the mutants really just had the same uh, traits twice. And with a 30,000 piece collection, I think we're going to see some really in-depth uh, traits. And I think Yuga's going to kill it. So pretty excited about mechs. Well, they've had a lot of time to work on it. Uh, you know, I want to continue to hear from Fran Easy. I want to throw back to Nick real quick, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder that the show is brought to you. By SoRare, our sponsor. SoRare has been around since 2018, so they have been around the block. They actually, fun fact, had the biggest funding round in European history. It was over $600 million of funding. But the most important part is they have the deals. They have the relationships with the biggest uh, leagues in the world for sports. MLB baseball, NBA basketball, and the most recent acquisition was that four-year deal. Not acquisition, but deal signed. Four-year deal with the English Premier League, which is the number one football league in the world. So if you like any of these sports, if you like baseball, football, a.k.a. soccer or basketball, and you like fantasy, then SoRare is the key because it's fantasy sports on the blockchain. 
If you join with our code, thenifty.com slash so rare, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com slash so rare, there's already 100 people that joined our private league where you can play head to head against me. Uh, I've done pretty good. I've also done pretty bad in some of the leagues, but regardless, you can play against me. We're working on getting hundreds more spots because there was some overwhelming demand for people to come in to our so rare league and start kicking my ass. They also do really fun things like for the World Cup, they did a special tournament for that. Like I talked about earlier, the volume on so rare is legit. So at the end of the day in NFTs and crypto, all that matters is volume. You see a new marketplace pop up, it doesn't have any volume, it goes down. Volume, volume, volume. And as I talked about earlier, the volume this year in 2023 on SoRare is super legit. And we just had a 190K sale on one card last week. So shout out to our sponsor, SoRare. Dopest fantasy sports on the blockchain. There is no second best. Sign up at the nifty.com slash SoRare. T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash SoRare. Uh, Nick, did you want to grab the mic or, or uh, should I throw back to Fran and Easy? Uh, I mean, real quick, just to mention our other sponsor, Bob's Fur- Discount Furniture. They make great couches. So I've been actually utilizing it and falling asleep on there pretty much on the regular every night. I get about two hours on there. I wake up and say, shit, I did it again. Then I walk uh, down to my bed and I go to sleep there. But it's this one hour intermission because now I got to brush my teeth. I got to wash my face. And so it's, it's kind of uh, impacting uh, my sleep schedule because that couch is so good. Uh, what I recommend from them is the Playscape. Uh, it's, check out Bob's. <laughs> All right, enough of a fake, fake sponsor. He's not a big fan of uh, of the Playscape couch. I guess he slept on it before, though. One of the best uh, couches that you can sleep on. Uh, let's dive into the rest of the show, shall we? Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, so, Fran, anything else you're looking at? On the kind of lower end of the market, we know that you're no stranger to throwing around big, you know, I I was thinking about last night, right? I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, and I had bought the Rug Radio PFPs uh, because I thought that they were fairly priced and there was legit volume on them. But then I thought, like, let's say someone's going to go buy like a Pudgy Penguin right now, which has been a pretty consistently hot project for a bit. You know, uh, Spencer, one of, of, uh, you know, some of the talent on the show, Spencer, he has a ton of Pudgy Penguins. He's huge on Pudgy Penguins. Was I understand the hype. I think Luke is an interesting founder for sure. But would you rather spend seven ETH or whatever it is, six ETH on one pudgy penguin or just go hard as hell sweeping the floor on something like a rug radio PFP? I find it hard to like, you know, kind of go in the direction of the pudgy penguin, but maybe I'm totally wrong. What are you looking at in the market right now? Where are the opportunities, Fran? We look at you as a full-time collectibles trader of over a decade. What are you thinking about? Yeah, so I did pick up some rug radio uh, PFPs last night as well. I, I do feel like the, the the price is pretty low there. I was actually kind of expecting in my mind before uh, seeing them that the price would be around like point point five or something like that. But uh, yeah, I picked up a couple of those. But um, yeah, the other thing that I've been putting a lot of my time into uh, studying that market is the uh, Doodles wearables. You know, some of the rarest pieces there have. Um, uh, circulations of under 30. And I, I know a lot of people are kind of sleeping on it right now, but uh, I was early uh, on VV and a lot of stuff was just kind of sitting there. And because it was sitting there, people didn't expect any type of value. You know, once more people came, those pieces were no longer sitting there and the prices went up. And I just feel like the supply on some of these uh, really cool collectibles uh, is very low. 
and the price points are still pretty low. A lot of the rarest stuff is under one ETH in value. And so, yeah, um, that's where I've been spending a lot of time, at least studying that market and here and there picking up pieces. Um, I do think that that'll correlate with uh, other side when that drops, uh, the fact that you'll be able to sell resources or maybe loot. And I, I just think um, looking at these, what I call micro NFTs and studying that compared to like PFPs or art is something that could be useful down the line as more projects um, have their full ecosystems out. Yeah, I mean, I have some questions about it. Um, so if I understand this correctly, friends, since the release of these, the floor price of the core Doodles collection, has it trended downward or has it stayed flat? So it went down the day of, but it got eaten up really quick. So uh, on Blur, I saw as low as five and a half and I was like, oh, nice. I should get one. I was like, no, I'm kind of tired. I'll get one in the morning. It was back up to 6.1 in the morning. And so, um, you know, usually with airdrop type stuff, even board apes, you'd see a, a pretty significant pullback with doodles. I would say it, it's held pretty strong, um, all things considered. And, you know, the fact that the the duplicator, um, which is the piece needed to mint these uh, wearables, is going to have multiple use cases later on. I think they're taking a completely different um, um, approach than pretty much any other project, which is at least something to uh, take note on rather than them, uh, you know, copying everyone else. They're literally going with a completely different path. And so we'll have to see how it plays out. But um, I'm definitely intrigued with um, uh, what I've seen so far. Nick? Uh, I just wanted to reassert that, uh, you know, this segment was brought to you by Bob's <laughs> because Theo's pissed off about the Bob's because uh, some commenters are saying congrats on the new sponsor. They're making a joke. Jokes on uh, their, their Jokes commenters on are making a joke, Theo. I know. Um, in terms of uh, the doodle situation, actually, you were talking about the pullback on the underlying assets. Here's something that's happened, though. The apes haven't pulled back. Uh, since this uh, drop, they've actually uh, gone up a little. Why do you think that is? Yeah, so they, they did pull back initially, but yeah, they're going up now. I think it, it has to do with um, uh, the, the reveal yesterday, the confirmation of it being mechs, right? So I was already saying it was mechs. Uh, we had a, a timeline, uh, a roadmap point, uh, 2.0 that had mechs all over it. Uh, around the trial of Jimmy the Monkey, they they literally showed the teaser of the mechs like ten minutes before the game came out, and somehow still on my timeline for a week, I was like yelling that sewer passes were the play at one ETH because it's going to be mechs, and everyone's like, we don't know it's going to be mechs. Now we know, and I think that just kind of strengthens the whole ecosystem, to be honest. And I think people are are hyped about what you guys building, and so yeah, I mean there could potentially be something else that we don't know about, and somehow it's it's leaking, and and people are seeing that. But I think in general, Yuga is the you know the number one brand, and so um, there's going to be demand for that number one asset. Who are uh, the people that are buying apes at one hundred twenty five thousand dollar floor prices? That's the thing that I've been trying Franklin. to figure out. It's just Franklin. <laughs> uh, Franklin and I think we saw said that the meme land founder was one of the people uh, nine gag CEO yeah so he uh, but it sounded like that was a, a business purchase um, I'm curious to see I'd like to meet some of these people in person that are buying apes for $125,000 other than Franklin uh, because it seems like an interesting just an interesting trade we, we uh, should buy your ape with our business capital nick there we go and, so you and just have a bunch of money i like that idea and then <laughs> no. and then i still own the asset this is what i'm talking about po coming with the real innovation 
Thank you for that idea, Pia. We're going to be funneling cash from uh, uh, our investors directly into my pocket, and this is the best way to do it. Uh, moving on. Signal well, actually, has her hand raised. Oh, sorry, Signal. Yeah, yeah, I got my hand raised for uh, Fran Alations on this Doodles thing. I was I, I was researching you this weekend, actually, uh, Fran, on your Doodles wearables trade, and um, there were some really good points you brought up. And essentially what's happened, this whole sort of macro trend towards uh, the micro NFTs. I think what's most interesting about what we're seeing right now play out was your, was your when you correlated it with other side and the fact that, you know, there's a high probability that we're going to see the assets on other side decouple. And so what the Doodles wear, uh, wearables and Gaia is actually doing is an example of like, how does the market behave when you have micro NFTs, like what goes up, what goes down, what's the volatility, how does the original collection behave? And I think like the answer isn't binary, like will there be value in these assets in the future? I don't think this is a yes or no answer. I think it's more of an experiment to see just like when you take off the assets, they get decoupled, you have just coders, you have just like potions and whatever is on there. How do these assets behave? And I think what Fran has identified is that this is the first example of this happening on a large scale PFP. But as he's saying, not many people are paying attention to it. So I still think it's worth looking at and it is, it is undervalued. Well, this is the uh, meme or meta or whatever you want to call it for 2023 um, is this particular subject, which is increasing supply by uh, orders of magnitude. And uh, that's where we're at at the moment. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the impact is and more importantly, how people execute it because everyone's doing it in their own way. We're, we're so early to this particular phase of the market that we're not seeing people, uh, as many people duplicate other than the open editions. The open editions is the one area where people are duplicating it. Um, and it's not clear whether or not it has an impact on the other assets within either those artist ecosystems. And now it seems like with Killer Bears, actual projects are doing the exact same thing. We're doing um, it. We're next. Uh, get, hey, Pia, stop, stop dropping that information, dude. We're, we're, uh, we're really excited, guys, to announce uh, 17 open editions that we're getting <laughs> ready to drop just to... Collect them all. Yeah, collect them all. It's going to pat our wallets. Um, that's, that's what we're all about here is just really us getting rich and uh, you all getting no value. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's the entire play here. Uh, just kidding. We're not doing any open editions. We do have our own uh, version of this, though, that we're excited about. But um, we haven't launched that yet. So uh, I'm yeah. going to stop talking about it. The other thing, real quick, just to mention, if you're not on the newsletter, you know what to do. The nifty.com. I'd be shocked if you're actually listening right now and you're and you're not on the newsletter. It's like offensive, unless it's your first episode. It, which of which a surprising number of first episode listeners do show up every day. Eighteen to twenty percent of the overall uh, listenership. And we want to say thank you to that twenty percent who are new listeners each day. Thank you for listening. And if you're not uh, aware, you're going to want to go sign up for our newsletter at the nifty.com. It's going to. Uh, deliver you immense value in the coming weeks. I don't want to say anything more than that. Okay? Exactly. We're not, we're, we're not talking about speculation here. I hate speculating on the future. We've already told too much because P.O. and I both have big mouths. Yeah, and I don't want to speculate, but if you don't, if you're a new listener and you haven't signed up for the newsletter, Nick is going to find you and touch you. 
Okay, well, that just sounds inappropriate. And uh, so that's just not the case. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. You go, buddy. I was going to say a, 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 one other story that I'm sort of interested about here. This so ether orcs are they just a rug? Is that what is that how we recategorize them now? That that they stop development. It says the ether orcs team considered OGs in on chain gaming has decided it cannot continue. They found they could not find a future path to funding while shying away from hype and overcommitment does not fit the narrative that is expected. I don't even know what that means. Their community has broadly responded positively to them and thank them for their efforts. Thank you guys for trying. Really appreciate it. That's a supportive community if that's really the case. I think we're going to see more of that though, to be on <clears throat> to be honest here. Like projects that just kind of run out of capital. Like well, Ke is. Kevin Rose is getting ready to do that in 2025. Oh, stop that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we could talk about the proof uh, conference tickets only selling 50%. Certainly a topic of conversation. There are only about 50% sold. I think it's like 2,500 of the 5K at the current moment. And is the secondary – what's the secondary pricing those at? Uh, I don't even know. I there barely, is no secondary. Yeah, yet. I think I think it's soul bound at the moment. Or untradeable. No, they'll be. Uh, they're going to be airdropped in March, I believe. They'll be sent. Mm. Mm. I've been thinking about this as well, though. One of the most challenging things within any given NFT project, there is some percentage of them which will never trade again. They'll never be transferred. They'll never be traded. They're just sitting in wallets. And well, you those even look like I love that conversation because like Mark Cuban owns Board Apes and has never redeemed his dogs his sewer passes like you have people like that and like there's also people that are not that high profile who are in the same boat you know what i mean like people who just never claimed any of the things that's why dogs aren't at a 10k collection yeah I, well that's the case punks also has a situation where i think it's like 15 percent. i don't know what that percentage is across other collections but that's one of the most difficult things is that you just can't uh inevitably like it's it's impossible to get all those items to be burned or for people to take action. My guess is it's upwards of 20 to 30% on any given collection is just basically was minted. The people forgot about it and just move on and there's nothing else. Um, and, and that's like, that's a pretty crazy, whatever that number is. And, and someone should, NFT statistics should do some sort of stat on this. How many NFTs were minted followed by no other action whatsoever? Because if you had a board ape and you didn't make a transfer at any given point since that mint, uh, then that's probably just a dead ape, basically. Like no one, no one's taking any action on it because they didn't even move it to a vault. So I'd be curious what those stats are. It looks like Pia, was there something you wanted to add or no? No, I mean I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I just wonder the mentality behind. I got. I think probably with Mark Cuban when he bought the board apes, he was like, "I'm making this investment. That's it. I'm not going to do anything else." Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's fascinating. Well, for us, it's a real consideration because we're discussing, uh, uh, like we have our upcoming drops. We both have the, uh, the Bodagos drop. We'll see what the conversion on rate Solana, is. but we, I already know that like, uh, w let's say 50% of portal holders or something like that, or 40%. I don't even think it'll like, I don't know what the percentage is, but more importantly, you get 35, 40%. I'll be happy when we drop our, um, the ETH PFP, and you got to burn for that. 
I'm wondering if like 30% of them are just like stuck and no one does anything, like just doesn't take any action. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I, I don't know what the outcome is, but that does have an influence, which is also why to my, the point about these open editions, all that matters is the float. That's what defines the entire market. We have on our NFT, like if you check at any given point, I don't think there's more than 100 of our NFT for sale. Yet the floor price is the floor price. So it doesn't really matter. Like, and everybody else, the 99% of the remaining people that are holding on to it, waiting for whatever or taking no action, it doesn't really matter. They just look at the floor price and they say, well, that's the value. Um, yeah, because like uh, the demand side sets the price, not really the supply side. Else, Moonbirds would be like 40th with nesting, right? Yeah. Mm. So, it, it, which also just means. Like all that matters, like the, I guess that whole segment doesn't even matter. The ones that are just holding on to it, but you view like art collectors or something like that. Some in, inevitably, some percentage of the market is just when they go and buy these things. Actually, says I'm just going to hold on to this for five years and see what happens. So, deep thoughts for me today. You know, I love shout it. Out to my, shout out to myself on the thoughts. Really appreciate them. Come back again tomorrow, Nick. Yeah, really, shout, really hope Nick comes back. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to our sponsor, So Rare. If you look at the tweet that's pinned to the top, we're giving away a limited Stephen Curry digital collectible. If you're not familiar with Stephen Curry, he's a multiple-time NBA champion, finals MVP, NBA MVP, if I'm not mistaken, easy. Uh, he's, an a he's an animal. Uh, and we gave away a LeBron James uh, NFT last month, so that was really cool. So if you sign up for So Rare and post your common champion lineup below. You'll understand what that is after you sign up for So Rare. Then you have a chance at winning the Stephen Curry Limited NFT. Uh, you can also be getting ready to play against me in the future because we will be opening more spots in the private league. But you should join and get your reps in so that you don't come into that private league and get whooped. So just get in there, start training, sign up at thenifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com, slash S-O-R-A-R-E. Once you're in there, you do common champion, post your lineup in response to that tweet. It's not the last time you're going to see it. Bingo, bango, boom, good to go. You're on so rare, killing it. Nick, you uh, you were going to say something. I wanted to throw to Mr. Wizard who just joined, joined the show. Hey, bada bing, bada boop, you know? Bingo, bango, boom. That's what I'm talking about. Mr. Wiz, uh, second time being on the show, really enjoyed the first time you were on the show. What's going on, Wizard? Hey, yeah. Uh, so you guys just got like me thinking about something, like this new meta that I think Signal mentioned too the other day, and I saw someone tweeting about this kind of like infinite supply. Like we're going to, I think definitely in 2023, we're going to steer away from, well, there's going to be two different things. There's going to be like an infinite supply uh, like that we're seeing in open editions. And then this like really small kind of like niche community. And we saw this with like Vincent Van Doe. And for example, like that's the geometric Pepe artist. He has an open edition that's going on for like a hundred days. So there, it's not like really limited. And I think one thing we're going to start seeing is like this actual use of this infinite supply as like an actual currency. For example, VVD, like, you, you there's 200,000 uh like editions you never you never know what he's going to be able to do and i think this is kind of like communities and projects are going to see this as a way to create like this tiered system and i forget what you you guys had someone talking about it with comics where like the whole goal is to create a tier system so you're going to have like this free mint meta that just initially builds the fans and then you're going to have this like more niche community and this is kind of a funnel system so 
I think this is definitely uh, kind of the next matter that's going on. Maybe think about that. It, it definitely could be. Uh, we have another, another very talented speaker joining the show. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. What do you have to say for yourself, Jonah? Uh, regarding getting your key? Well, I was sick, so you're getting one today. Um, oh, you, you were sick? Yeah, no, I was out sick for like the last three days. Mm. But I'm good. Mm. We're good now. You couldn't log on to the computer. Uh, Did you no longer view us as valued investors <laughs> due to some of the FUD <laughs> circulating our names this weekend? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know you guys were getting FUD. I thought it was just Carson. But our our names got dragged through. Yeah, the but it's mud, been, you guys have Jonah. done that multiple times. Like you, like you, <laughs> how will we ever recover you, I, like, from this guys, situation? The, the, the only time where you guys actually had real FUD is when one of you were like did like a cool cats thing, and then like. That was like the other thing. What are you talking about? That was a good time. I was actually thinking of openly tweeting that we're going to double down our investment on <laughs> Ryan Carson because everyone felt like a need to like tweet a thread about how they're not making their $10,000 investment. Like no one gives a shit. Like it like it doesn't matter. It was like you were you were making an invest like like were there lawyers calling them? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like did, what like what where was the pressure coming from? that we all need to write a thread to be like, and everybody, I would just like to disavow myself from Ryan Carson himself, the white supremacist murderer, like is like basically how they're like categorizing, like distancing themselves from this situation. Did you see the dogs that that guy slaughtered? They were puppies. <laughs> they were puppies. I cannot believe it. I am no longer, this man will no longer get my money because he I'm has, just saying, man. Well, most of the people who complain don't even have the money room. to write a check in. That's why they're complaining. So, <laughs> it's it, like, yeah, like I think Ryan Carson did something sort of stupid, but I don't, I don't think he did something. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a good move. No, I mean like, it was really to, dumb. To do but it, it that wasn't way. like, like you should, you're not gonna like. It's not a witch hunt. He's not gonna be like put to the stake. I, I don't know. It's stupid. It's stupid. We're going to jail, Jonah. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm doing boxing classes over here because I got to make it, you know, on the yard. I'm going to be, I'm about to be on the yard. Okay. Well, I think, I think going to jail is going to be like the new trendy thing. So it'll be good. <laughs> the new meta. We're like, we're like aping into NFTs after open editions happen. We're buying NFTs of imprisoned NFT project owners just to support their like bail or something like that to be like, I don't care what they did. We need to stand behind these NFT creators and we need to get rid of, you know, all those Web 2 people that are infiltrating Web 3. Uh, you know, we just got to do something about it. We have a crisis on our hands. These previous entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses, we got to get them out of this space. We got to do something about it because they're, they're, they're spending too much time. We need more support for the Twitter people in NFT space who really spend all day on their couch talking shit about uh, entrepreneurs that are doing things. We need more of that and less entrepreneurs. We need to get rid of them. And uh, that's what we need in this space. And that's why, you know, I'm standing up and saying we've had enough. We've had enough I investors, entrepreneurs, get the hell out of this space. We just need more. We, we need more rug pulls. We need more shit talking. And we need more of doing nothing. Hey, our, okay? pro we need our project is raising money. No, you can't do that. Okay, well, then we need to charge you. No, you can't do that. All right, well, then we have to quit. No, you're a rug pull. 
We, well, Jonah, we're not done with you, though. By the way, we're still you. We still have a bone to pick with you. We're putting uh, you in jail for defrauding investors because we uh, signed up to invest in you, and we didn't get the stuff that you promised us. You promised me like some nothing. money. Wait, what? We got nothing. We, yeah, I. Where, I mean, we where, had what happened to our papers, dude? All right. Well, I mean, like, I'll send you stuff, but I don't. Huh? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We expressed it. it we we're not even now. Uh, we're you guys, probably you breaking guys pulled a Ryan Carson. It was just a, a verbal commitment, and like <laughs> we're officially yeah. redacting from D- Jonah, but we're doubling down on Carson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jonah's out. Carson's in big. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. What a fun little way to end, huh? We do the show Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to ten fifteen a.m. Eastern time each and every week. Thank you to everybody that listened and supported the show. Sign up to the newsletter t h e n i f t y dot com for that newsletter. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. You ought to be on the newsletter. And uh, yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day. Sometimes you got to go to jail. So we're really excited about what's going to be happening. We will catch you guys next time.